Yo, listeners, welcome to Tetsuo Tells a Story. I'm Tetsuo. So, everyone, I just got a new mic, and I am super excited to be recording these Hong scary stories for y'all. So, let us begin. <laughs> Story 1 A group of us decided to go camping for the weekend before school. It was around August, so it was still pretty warm. We went down south towards a small Oklahoma town. When we got there, we set up camp and everything by noon, and we were just fishing and hanging out. By nightfall, everyone was around the fire camp, talking and just chilling. Let me say this first. The place we were camping is very secluded. I think the closest person to us was about a mile or more away, so we didn't even see them. Our tents were set up so that the forest was right behind us and to the right of us, and the lake was to the left of us. So we were facing the road that we drove in. Now, it was around 10 or 11 a.m. when, out of nowhere, in the forest, we hear footsteps, rustling, and the falling leaves and branches breaking. We all grew quiet. It continued for a few seconds and then stopped. We looked at each other. Us older guys yelled at whatever it was. Hey, are you another camper? If you are, tell us. No answer. If you don't respond, we're not responsible for your safety. A friend of us brought his samurai swords for some reason. After another silence, we threw rocks at it, and my buddy tossed two of his swords in that direction. But still nothing. By now, us older guys knew that something was wrong, but we didn't want to scare the younger ones. So we just said it was probably a raccoon. Early the next morning, my cousin went to pee, and he said that he saw a lady in white floating along the water, right next to the forest. We packed up our stuff the next morning and left. A few days later, some of the guys were discussing it, because the forest was so huge. So we had checked it out that afternoon, and there were no trails. To the left of the forest, was that huge lake. So, whatever that thing was, it was able to move into the middle of the forest and out of the forest with no more than a few steps. We later did a little research on this campsite and we found that it actually used to be an Indian reservation. Story 2 Just so you know, I live in Oklahoma, so I'm surrounded by woods all the way home, and there's almost no house in sight. One night, when I was driving home around 2 or 3 in the morning, I was on the road back when I saw this little girl who was dressed in white sitting by the side of the road, holding a drum to her chest. At first, I slowed down, but... As I got closer to her, the smell of rotten flesh filled my nose 
scaring the hell out of me. So I drove off. For a few miles, I kept looking back to see if she was following me. And I was grateful when she wasn't behind me. I returned to look forward and saw that she was actually sitting on the side of the road again, a little bit further down the road. This time, I was really freaked out. So I blasted the music and just prayed. For another 10 or 20 miles, I saw her again and again and again. Then suddenly, this warm relief flowed over me as another girl in white approaches from the opposite lane. After that, I never saw the little girl again. Or do I? Story 3 I used to work nights on a base in a small military hospital. Since I was a new nurse there, I didn't know the history of the hospital, just that it was an old building. I had 15 patients on the west wing under my care that night. After I made my rounds, I would go back to the station and dock my records. After a CNA made her round, cleaning the patients up, and putting them to sleep. She came back to the station and we chatted a bit. The call light on one of the rooms at the end of the West Wing lit up. I looked at the number and went to check. When I got there, it was very cold in the room. There was no one in the room. Thinking it was a malfunction on the call button, I went to the empty hospital bed and shook the call button, banged it a few times, and I set it aside. Then I went back to the station. The CNA was finished recording her BP and DT of the patients and we resumed our conversation. The call button lit up again. I told the CNA to go check. She got up and went. She ran back real fast and said, there's no one in that room. I told her I know and that it must have been a malfunction. I also made sure to check the chart again to see if there was a patient in there, but nada. I told her to go and unplug the call button. Hesitating, she quickly went and unplugged it. She just left to go to the bathroom, and that's when the call button lights up again. Hmm, that's strange, I thought, because I'm sure the CNA unplugged it. So I went ahead and checked it again and it was unplugged. So I checked all the patients to see if they were awake and if they were playing a joke on us. Everyone was asleep, however, and it was already 3 a.m. I was ready to walk back to the station when the call light lit up again in the back room. I didn't think much of it at all, except I wrote down a note telling the technicians to fix the call light. So back at the station again with the CNA, we were talking about some of the patients when the light lit up again in the empty room. We ignored it because we knew it was a malfunction. Then it turned off again, lit up again, off, and then lit up. Ringing and ringing for our attention, but we just ignored it. Somehow, we heard a loud bang. And then we felt a cold, emotionless grasp of air coming down the hall. We were both shocked 
and stood up to see who and what was making a ruckus. What we saw that night scared us to death. It was like a ghost movie we never believed in. We saw a girl in the long gown, pale with such an evil face, floating at the end of the west wing outside of the room with the lit up call button. The CNA quit the next day and I requested a transfer out of there soon after, but never again did I work the West Wing. Not long after that, the military tore down the hospital and transferred all the patients to a big and new hospital. Thanks everyone for listening in on these Hmong scary stories. If you enjoyed these stories, please remember to like, share, and subscribe to Tetsuo Tells a Story. Again, you can find me here on YouTube and podcast providers such as Anchor, Spotify, and more. Do you have a story to tell? Let me know and I can read it to the world. See you in the next episode. Coming soon.